Welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Nathaniel Brummer-Beller. My guest tonight is Aviv Isaacson. Hello, Aviv. Hello. It's not, it's not really tonight, is it? Well, it's going to air. It's going to, I mean, you could also say it's not really airing either. But it will be published in what could be called the evening. That is a fair statement. Exactly. But... You right, can't guarantee. Really setting the tone, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you, you can argue that people are going to listen to it at, at many different times of the day. Well, yeah, that's already so been a theme. There's not really a point in you not being authentic about the time of this being recorded. Well, this is like this is like the Truman Show where he goes, "Good afternoon, good evening, and good night," because it's syndicated. Fine, I accept that. There you go. So I'm trying to be honest. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> I'm trying to create. I'm trying to create a, a no, story. You're... I'm trying to create a narrative. Yeah, sure, but that's the opposite of being honest. can connect you. Okay, oh my god, stop! Just go. Just gonna create a world. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, I'm not a professional. Yeah. Well, that's not true, is it? Well, I mean, you and our three previous guests—well, two previous and one, anyway—are here. See, now you're being authentic. I know. I'm trying. The timeline. Jesus. Well, I've already said it twice, but. You're in an upcoming slash today slash already happened play. Yes. Which is? In Everglade Studio. Yeah, tell us about it. Premieres on the 18th of June. 2022. 2022. <laughs> That's, you see, because people might listen it's to it a different put, year as well. I'm, I'm covered. Sorry. Yeah, you're covered. <laughs> tell us about it. Um, in Everglades Studio is a dark, uh, absurdist comedy. That's that's how I read it. I think it's oh. absurdist. Oh, did I, did I credit you for really something choosing, you didn't do? Choosing, choosing, um, <laughs> choosing words now. Um, ooh, words. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool um, play, short play, um, about uh, three musicians and their manager who um, shut themselves in an, in an underground studio um, for a, a marathon recording session. Um, but they're completely unaware of the fact that in the walls there is something, some sort of chemical and we'll keep that a secret because spoilers, <laughs> um, that is driving them mental. And things go very, very wrong in a very, very short amount of time, which is a very exciting um, progression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you uh, have been uh, playing the role of Baron. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you have been building. Preparing Baron. towards, yeah. Preparing to, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Baron. Um, Baron is this sort of tired with life uh, <laughs> session player who's played with big names and, and upcoming um, stars as well. Um, but he's never had uh, the chance to be the, the front man. Um, and he's a bit frustrated about this because he's nearing his 30s. Mm-hmm. And that's not exactly where he planned to be at this mm-hmm. stage of his life. He's a very talented musician, um, much more talented than I am. I had to like very... Very, it was a very difficult preparation <laughs> to to portray someone who's so 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 um, on top of things in terms of his um, piano skills. Um, but yeah, it, he's kind of this this funny character that you kind of love to hate in, mm-hmm. in many ways. I think um, when I read it, my my first impression was like, oh, he's he's a bit naughty and 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 very sarcastic and cynical. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you want him as a friend in real life, but on stage, it's a very, it's a very delighting um, kind of character and delightful. Hmm. Um, yeah, 
I think I think that's kind of sums it up. Fair sums him up. I wouldn't say you're 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 that different talent wise. You got you've been you've been taking on all sorts of different instruments and arrangements and stuff. Mm. You've been knocking out of the park, man. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. Stop it. Now, how much? Yeah, People, you got to you got to see this guy. You got to uh, see this guy. I'm it's blushing. Great. You can't see it because it's recorded. <laughs> There's no video, but, but I am blushing. It is crazy. Yeah, it's. Good showcase for your your musicianship. Thank you so much. Really. Thank you. Thank you for, for for letting me be part of it. It's a really exciting show to be part of. Aww, as good. well. Anyway, that's it, folks. No, Bye. <laughs> uh, you said everything I wanted to say. Yeah. How much did you before we started working on this? Like, how familiar were you with this type of music and like playing it, but also just listening to it? Um, I'm quite familiar. I don't think I have any particular era or genre that i'm most attracted to it like just goes through periods mm-hmm. so i have heard some of those songs before yeah i don't think any of them were on my favorites playlist at the time mm-hmm. um except for maybe i got a feeling mm-hmm. um but yeah i just think it's a it's a fantastic era for music and it's also very yeah. transitional between the more orchestral acoustic kind of jazz and the, the influences of, of that and r&b that came into sort of the, the highlight, um, the heyday in the 40s and 50s, and then we start to move into the 80s, which is all synths and all electric, electronical music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a very, very exciting era of exploration. And for me, mm-hmm. that was part of both the, the, the musical excitement about this project and building the character who's, yeah. who stands at the, at the crossroads of those periods, which is a really interesting place to be in mm-hmm. um, and kind of trying to understand where you fit in that world and trying to understand. Yeah, it's just a very exciting musical, um, let's call it um, background. Yeah, yeah. For, for context, everybody, it's 1974. Yeah. It's exactly where we are. Um, and yeah, no, I agree. It is. It is a lot of different things happening happening at the same time. We got we got tracks in there by, like you mentioned, the Beatles, the Guess Who, mm-hmm. Delaney and Bonnie, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Um, and yeah, I really, I, I, I love that period because um, I remember because I was very much like grew up listening to like sixties and seventies radio stations and stuff, mm-hmm. rock and roll yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of these, or a lot of the like, the songs that these bands are famous for were like really part of my. My upbringing is a bit of a bit of an ode to that like period yeah. and like they like, just yeah how it's not necessarily I don't even know if there's a genre but that's sort of like kind of you guess something I call it, like soft rock you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah that whole world is just yeah I, just, I, I enjoy it yeah it's just a beautiful period where mm-hmm. a lot of musical styles just become one yeah and there is a character to it but also you could easily link it to so many other things mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. history and things to come. Weirdly, yeah, yeah, great period for music, yeah. great era for music. People who like music should go and come see this thing. Right? Yeah, people yeah. should come see this thing. Good, or who should have already? I, w- come to see I would it. love to meet <laughs> the person who comes to see it and doesn't love music. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you buy a ticket? I just love underground spaces. <laughs> I just love underground spaces and and gory endings. <laughs> Whoa, hey, no spoilers. We did say we did that say, there was like say. really crazy stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, people can guess. I don't think anyone's guessed. Anyone who doesn't already know. I don't think anyone's oh, guessed. Oh, not the details, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very, um, that's very original. I was saying to Hannah, we got, maybe we should have like a, a, a podcast after it premieres. We could talk about what happens, maybe, you know, round table. I think <laughs> we should leave it to the audience. <laughs> if there's popular demand, of course. <laughs> so, I've had you here to yes. talk about your favorite things. Well, four of your favorite things. Just a few of them, yes. Yeah, exactly. Film, joke, album, and place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, firstly, I want to ask you. I want to ask you a little bit more about how you came into into like acting and that type of thing. And then we'll get there. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and and playing because you 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 do both. You're a multi hyphenate ah. in this play and in general. When what 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 kind of got you first acting or because I mean, you're a great pianist. Pianist. You're saying you started quite young, right? Uh, not that young. Most pianists, I think, would say they started at five, six years old. Yeah. I only started when I was ten, and it wasn't even on piano. It was like on a, an electric keyboard. Yeah. Um, it was mostly mostly for um for just leisure. It was like mm-hmm. one of those afternoon courses that you do. And my mum, I come from a, a Jewish-Russian family, so every, everyone has to play an instrument. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Because that's just a necessity. Yeah. Um, so I had to play something, and I chose piano just because it's cool, yeah. I thought, at the time. Um, I think so today as well. I think piano's <laughs> cool. I really do. It is, yeah. I really do love it. Um, yeah, so I started when I was 10. I studied for about two, three years. Then I just dropped it. I don't remember why. I was a kid. I probably just mm-hmm. had other interests. Mm-hmm. And then I picked it up, funnily enough, I was watching, I think when I was 13 or 14, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time. And I just listened to the music and I was like, that's such a cool tune, yeah. I want to I know how to play that. And at 13, I picked up my old piano, dusted off the, 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 the insects, to be honest, that were <laughs> lodging in the case. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I just started learning it from hearing. And I became really, really excited with that and start, that just brought me back into the world of music and, mm. and playing and composing and just got me really, really inspired. So I, I owe a lot to Hans Zimmer, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Don't we all. Don't we all, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I got back to playing. And then mm. I just did a refreshing course on, um, on musical theory and I did some um, small, so, you know, at school I just composed something. Yeah got someone, someone to sing it, open stage kind of thing, mm-hmm. in a room, some people watching. And I was like, yeah, I, I like doing that. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I yeah. like doing it. So yeah. I just kept doing it. And then um, I was very lucky to, to actually have some projects with it as well and compose some music for a play last summer. No, two summers ago. Jesus right. Christ, COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, did it all from quarantine. It was the weirdest really? thing. Yeah, All from scratch? Uh, no, it's a, it's a, a Brecht play. It's called okay, The Caucasian yeah. Chalk Circle, but a friend yeah. of mine did a, a fantastic adaptation. She moved it from being, uh, well, The Caucasian Chalk Circle. She just called it a Chalk Circle. Mm-hmm. And she placed it in 1943, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and in Palestine. So oh, before yeah. Israel became a, yeah, a state. Um, and took over all those lands in Palestine. Mm-hmm. And it's she just moved all the plot there and changed many of the, the, the much of the content. Mm-hmm. But then we also had to match that. We couldn't use any of the original. Um, I think it's Paul Dessa composed either Paul Dessa or Kurt Weill yeah. composed the original. And we had to like shift everything and just create a, a, a new soundtrack that was authentic to the culture mm-hmm. that it was placed in. So we had to compose that. So we took the songs. Yeah. We recomposed them. Cool. That was cool. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it was. It was a How many have you done? Other like compositions like on sort of large scale. Like um, we we started working on musical, which we just stopped working on. I don't know why, but it's still not. It hasn't been completed since. Yeah. Um, I've done some small stuff for like short films of friends, and mm-hmm. once again, like small performances where I just write a song, try it out, see how it goes. Yeah. Nothing published, um, but do go on my SoundCloud and you'll hear uh, some demos of, I don't know. Boy, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect you to drop the link to your SoundCloud. And <laughs> go ahead, send it along. I'll put it in the episode description. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. How about acting? When did that come about? Uh, that was just always there, to be yeah. fair. I uh, got into... There's a funny thing in Israel. Sorry, I should, we should have mentioned this. I think I was going to say. Yeah, I am originally from Israel. Um, and that, that makes sense as well to, as to why we placed it there. Because the production was in Israel, actually. <laughs> um, right, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I'm, uh, I, there's a thing in Israel uh, during the, the, the uh, Hanukkah holidays, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably the same time as Christmas, usually. Depends on the year, the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always the big, big shows for children at that time because everyone's on holiday. Um, and I auditioned for something when I was seven, mm-hmm. I think, six, six, seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I got in. It was yeah. a big show with uh, singing and dancing, a bit of acting. Um, and I did that. And the next year I auditioned again for the same show, but it's like it's a different mm-hmm. plot or whatever, different songs, different plot. It's the same production company, um, the same concept of a show, but... And I got in again, and I did that two years in a row. Yeah. And that was really, really exciting for me, and I discovered a, 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 an affinity towards mm-hmm. that kind of... Um, the performance art. And, uh, yeah, it just I just moved on from there. I did some TV when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, did more shows, more TV, short films. And then I just got into, like, an arts high school. They had yeah. a, a theatre major thing going yeah. on, which is... Well, I'm I'm playing it down a bit. It's, it's like the best high school for for the arts in Israel. There we go. <laughs> um, it is, and I I, I I owe them a lot yeah, for, yeah. for for sort of giving me the confidence mm-hmm. to actually pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, if I hadn't gone there, I don't think I would be here in London right now, mm-hmm. studying um, in Mount View. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was the trajectory essentially. I did quite a lot of work in between high school and Mount View, mostly behind the scenes, but also. Mm-hmm a bit of acting as well and singing and yeah I did a bit of assistant director mm-hmm. and I worked in the Israeli opera which was one of the best experiences of my life mm-hmm. um, um, a lot of stage management assistant director stuff like that yeah. but then I was like I do want to I do want to pursue acting yeah. or at least theatre making uh-huh. as it were uh-huh. um, so yeah so I came here to London because I just thought that's the best place to try and at least study it, yeah, if not no, stay definitely. here and, and do it here, then mm-hmm. at least absorb the culture that exists here. Mm-hmm. Obviously not knowing that COVID would hit and I would barely see any shows but, um, or go yeah, anywhere. But yeah. but yeah, you know, nobody could have predicted that. And I'm still very, very grateful for the opportunity and uh, and the experience. It's, yeah. it's, been, it's been very important, very crucial Good. for my development yeah. in that area. Well, That's on that note, great. we should mention that you are the only uh, Mount View affiliate other than myself um, <laughs> performer oh, yeah, yeah, in the in yeah, this yeah. play. Oh, that's that's very. You're true. really you're representing the school. Well, represent you represent. Yeah, I'm representing the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk out like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is actually a publicity stunt for <laughs> Mount View. This whole podcast. Um, oh, I have a question for you. You yes. said theater making. Were you, would you direct anytime soon? I would love to. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I did find myself directing a lot of small things during the course. Mm-hmm. A lot of like creative sort of opportunities to like direct a show, short film or, yeah. or even, you know, if we worked with a, a occasionally if you worked with a, not a very exciting director, you would get together a few actors and go to a separate room and direct each other. And I found that I was quite good at that as mm-hmm. well, um, which is a, a tricky thing to do because once you start loving doing that it's really hard to work with you as an actor 
Because you stop. <laughs> um, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, no, but it is. It's it's very yeah. it's very true, and I'm very aware of it. That sometimes I I have so much passion for taking control, and it, it is. I'm a control freak. I really really like taking control, uh-huh. and sometimes I do step on people's toes, and that's a very. Um, you don't have to comment. It's manageable. It's manageable. For you. Some, you, you manage it very well. <laughs> you do. No, no, you do. You manage it very well. And, I, and, I, um, and that, that's the fun bit of it. Mm-hmm. Because I think creatively you grow from that. Mm-hmm. Even if you have like, conflicts about things, yeah. the, the result will always be yeah. more creatively satisfying. Yeah. The problem comes when directors can't deal with that and they yeah. don't, just don't like me for, <laughs> for it. Which is fair. Like, yeah. I get it. Um, but yes, to your question... <laughs> Um, yeah, I really do want to direct as yeah. well. Um, or just, you know, be involved creatively, write music for mm-hmm. a show mm-hmm. to me is equally satisfying as, yeah. cause you're just involved in creating. Yeah. And I think that's something that I really, really want to pursue as well as acting. Uh-huh. Maybe even more than acting. Who knows? I'll, oh, I'll see. Okay. I'll see. Right. I keep, I try to keep all doors open. Yeah. As much as possible. Well, that was a nice intro to you. <laughs> That's yeah. an excellent intro to you. We do have to talk about the favorites, even as I'm sure you're trying to avoid. Shit. <laughs> I brought. I asked you to bring in. Yes. Film, drug, album, in place. Right. Yes. yes what was it, it like selecting these? Um, quite difficult to be fair, because I think what I understood is that I don't have a favorite. Yeah. I have just favorite in every genre. Oh, okay. Um, fair. So yeah, so it was really hard to just go. What do I? If I had to choose one. Yeah. What would I have to choose? With film, I just went with one that is what I use for a friendship test. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just show it to friends, and if they don't like it, we can't be friends. <laughs> no, no, it's not that deep. But, yeah, like, yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, when you, you, you show yeah. a friend something you, you truly adore, and they yeah. don't get it, and you yeah. kind of go, like, ah. Oh, yeah. Well, I the wish, opposite's also true, right? If they really love it, you're like, good. Yes, and That's that is that did happen to me a few months ago. I showed this film to a friend, and he loved it. Yeah. And I just went, mm, good choice. <laughs> good choice Correct. of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but it is. It's, it's one of those films that um, I, just, I just want other people to love. And yeah. I think that's a good testament to how much I love right. it. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. With album, it was much harder. Oh, yeah. Because um, my playlist is just a, the weirdest sort of <laughs> compilation yeah. of songs. It goes from very very sort of weird classical mm-hmm. adaptations um to uh, you know very very cheesy pop which is also great like, mm-hmm. i i love i guess that's something that when you grow up around music yeah you learn that i mean i don't know some people do get really pretentious about it and go like there there is music that is beneath me yeah but actually my experience is that when music is good it doesn't matter what genre it is mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what is that that it's it's commercial if it's indie it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's satisfying if it does something to you emotionally i love yeah. it yeah and to me that could be anything yeah um and i i try not to judge music <laughs> just by where True. it who is it by or where is it from mm-hmm. and that that's how my playlist looks so it yeah. was really hard to go through it and go like this is my favorite i don't know some days this is my favorite other days this is my favorite okay. Yeah. And some days I wouldn't admit what my favorite <laughs> is, but um, yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, let's hear what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah so, sure. start, so just tell me just the base, just the headlines, you know? So, headlines. film, what is it? Um, film is The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie very nice. by Louise Bunuel. Very, very nice. That's, uh, yes, yes. It's my favorite film of it's all time, very good. probably. It is very good. Um, it was a hard choice, uh, but, but yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that's All right, the one. Well, we'll see if that comes up because I think we probably have a lot to talk about if it does. No. Um, but, okay. And then, uh, how about joke? Don't tell me the joke. Just give me the setup or the context. Well, which I I'm already know is going to be. Yeah, let's make a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> I am Jewish. <laughs> um, so I'm allowed to tell this joke, I think. I don't even know anymore. Mm. Um, and I think I'm also Jewish. You and think hence, you're also Jewish? I mean, Jewish. I think as I am Jewish, I, as, say, yes. I think. It'll be acceptable for me to laugh, but knowing yes. your sense of humor, I think even I, <laughs> even you might, I you might, might be just challenged. be yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, essentially, my favorite. Well, I do love humor that challenges yeah. your perception of what is okay to laugh about, mm-hmm. um, and it's controversial. But so many comedians have come out recently saying, not necessarily for the right reasons. Sometimes it's so they can make jokes about things that are just just to hurt people, yeah. and that's not necessarily the reason why i love controversial humor yeah. i just think controversial humor and the fact that you can laugh at it or you are tempted to laugh at it uh-huh. just proves that humor is can be used as as a medicine for pain um wow. and i think to me that's why personally my favorite type of, hol- of jokes is holocaust <laughs> jokes i just yeah. my favorite type of holocaust is no no but it is but it is because i think it's such a especially when you uh-huh. grow up in israel mm-hmm. and you are surrounded by by uh, propaganda that is to do with the holocaust mm-hmm. and it's still the, the it's still such a such a, a a huge thing in the living memory yeah um you get taught that it's so so dark and deep that you can't make any kind of comment on it that isn't respectful yeah and somehow that includes humor but when you grow up you start to realize that actually humor is the only not the only respectful way but it's a very respectful way to address it because it's it's a it's a way to acknowledge that it still is it it lives in your memory that's why the jokes are funny yeah or terrifying yeah but also it's a way to move past the, the 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 oppression yeah. of that subject hmm. on you as a human being and your emotional world. So that's why I love those jokes. That's the, dis- <laughs> that's the disclaimer. But also, but also, but also I'm Jewish and I'm allowed. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you're not, you're, I think you're also allowed, but a lot of people will say you're well, not. We'll see if it comes up. Well, hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> and how about album? Uh, my favorite album uh, at the moment is uh, Patrick Watson's uh, 2006 Close to Paradise. Cool. Um, all right, all right. Well, if it comes up, we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm not saying. And anything. place. I won't say anything. <laughs> uh, place is uh, weirdly. It's the sofa in the flat of my um, one of my best friends back home, which is just the place I often crush, crush, crash. <laughs> uh, it's the place where I often crash when I'm in Tel Aviv because I don't live in Tel Aviv, but I I work in Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um. So that's where I usually crash. Um. And it's just. That so far, I've had so many. I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to talk about it yet. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. To say we'll what it see, is. We'll see. Yeah, just say um, what it is. Nice. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, that's it. The so far. Yeah. In my one of my best friends. No, I, I heard a cool fact uh, about that city, um, and I made a note to Tel Aviv. 
about it. Wow, you're the first person who's made this joke. <laughs> right, let's see what the choices are we're going to talk about. Choice number one, album. Okay. You can see it's actually actually random, see, completely. Mm -hmm. Choice number two, you ready? Shit. Joke. No! Uh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We've already covered an awful God. lot about jokes. So we can just... We can <laughs> Why not the film? Hey, man, it's random. It's film. random. You saw. You saw. Oh. You have to come back. <laughs> you have to come back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, tell me about this album. Um, so, Patrick Watson, um, the band and the mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. uh, recorded this, um, I believe, in 2006. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just this beautiful collection of very, very eclectic um, music um, mm -hmm. that is to do in my opinion i don't really know what they meant by it but for me it's to do with dreams and it's to do with sort of altered states of consciousness yeah and i think that the reason i really love this album mm -hmm. is first of all one of my favorite songs is from that album the yeah. great escape uh -huh. uh, which i would say is also a theme of the album escapism and the idea of, of and the idea of, of what kind of things, thoughts, feelings you can escape from when you're completely alone yeah. and in your own consciousness. Yeah. And the reason I really, really love this album is just, first of all, just the music of it is so, so delightfully complex. And the harmonies in it are never, you know, the third and the fifth, not mm. even the sixth. It's always like a, a diminished or an augmented harmony. And it's, it's just really, it catches you off guard. Yeah. And I love songs that do that. I love songs that, that, that you think they lead... So I love anything that you think leads somewhere and takes you in a completely different direction. Like, yeah. there's a, a song there that's called... Um, I just call it The Lullaby, but it's not called The Lullaby. Mm -hmm. um, the second song, I think, of the album <laughs> is called... Drum roll, please. <laughs> um, Slip into your skin. It's not. It's the third song. Yeah. Um. It's the third song of the album. I'll just keep that open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third song of the album. Yeah. Is called "Slip Into Your Skin," and it starts as a lullaby, mm -hmm. but it grows to such epic scale. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. That it it just it's this. It to me it's just the emotion that takes over you. Yeah when you transition slowly from that state of, of falling asleep and the, the grandeur of sleep wow. and what that gives you and the, the feelings that come with that, which is very hard to, I think, express in words. Yeah. But music can do that. Yeah. And I think Patrick Watson does it. He had a bit of a backlash about this album because it was really? influenced by a lot of different musicians and people said that he was copying and people said that he mm. didn't achieve what he set out to achieve in the sense that... Um, he didn't, uh, he, it wasn't not here nor there. It was yeah. kind of like, it wasn't romantic. It wasn't lo about longing. It wasn't yeah. about, but it also wasn't about completely about emptiness or loneliness because the tracks are very full of, mu full of music. Right. But right. I think that's exactly the point of the uh -huh. album. That's just what I feel about it. I think the beauty of it is that it's, it's you can't place it yeah. anywhere. It's, it's dreamlike. Huh. Um, now, where did you first uh, hear this? I was on a school trip mm -hmm. and mm. I was going through something mentally draining at the time mm -hmm. and I just went out like I left the group for a bit it was the night we, we, we set up the tents and everything and we yeah. and I just had I needed a bit of time off from everyone so I went to like this really dark corner of the woods 
Um, and a friend, a good friend of mine at the time came and found me. And he saw that I wanted to be alone, but he wanted to give me something to experience. And he gave me a song, The, the Great Escape. Oh, he said, wow. oh, listen to this. I think you'll like it. Wow. And I just listened to the song. And then I listened to the album. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just, it, yeah, I guess it's also an album that's linked with a memory. Yeah. As well. That's so, a good thing for a friend to do, is recognize. Yeah, it was a beautiful yeah, really gesture. Is. Yeah. Also the recognizing of, I, I don't want conversation yeah, but I do need some emotional support in some way. <laughs> Just yeah, a very clever way, yeah. observation. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah. really sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a beautiful album. Honestly. When would you say is the best time to listen to it? Time um, of day, time of year. I don't know. If you got an hour before you go to bed. Yeah. Um, I would say some of the music will might cause nightmares. Like it's really oh, haunting. It's haunting. I would say, um, but yeah, I would say that that's the best time to listen to it huh. because it deals with the feelings you feel when you're alone. And it also asks the question, I think, whether you want to deal with those feelings or you want to just go to sleep. Um, <laughs> Interesting. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Great. Well, thank you for that. No, thank you for Once that. One more time, it's Close to Paradise, right? Close to Paradise by Patrick Watson. Patrick the Watson band and the person. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Now, of course, mm -hmm. this happens to people who say, I don't want us to talk about the joke. Not only do you have to talk about the joke, but you have to talk about the joke as your big finish. <laughs> Great. Okay, with all the disclaimers in the world, listeners, tune out now. because <laughs> Should we do the disclaimers again, though? Just yeah, maybe case. do it again, just so you can't take uh, this The disclaimer is, I am Jewish, therefore I am allowed to tell this joke. I, um, it's... <laughs> I can't emphasize enough, it is a joke to do with the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, go back to the beginning of this podcast to understand why it's okay. Caveat emptor. It's, it's really, it really is. <laughs> uh, Here be Holocaust jokes <laughs> in these hills. Okay. <sighs> do I need to tell you a joke now? Yeah. Do I have to? I mean, it's your discretion. Uh, I'd right. like to hear at least... Right, you can add that out if you feel like that's uh we can talk about the film maybe. <laughs> um, I'll just cut I'll just cut the audio the second you use you yeah, say just bleep yeah. it all. Yeah. Um uh, that's a very simple joke actually. Um so uh what is the main difference? What is the main difference? <laughs> what is the main difference between Jews and Peter? Do you know? I don't know. Um, Peter's... <coughs> no. <laughs> I see where this is going. Peter's, um, Peter's don't scream in the oven. Gee. If he was born and raised in Israel, is that right? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Let's I've, just. Um, I think I might some post joke disclaimer. I think I might have just lost my citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> this was going to get banned in Israel eventually. This podcast. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming in, Aviv. <laughs> if you still, you're feel, laughing now. Yeah, you're laughing now. Uh, you didn't uh, allow yourself to laugh uh, at the joke, uh, but you're laughing. That way, they can't cut it in such a way. <laughs> You're just going to leave the silence, that the awkward... Oh, well, yes, and that was funny in itself, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Silence. It, does, it, does, it is a joke that takes a while to sink, and you kind of nah, catch yourself laughing at it. I, I think I figured it out mid-sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. 
But with most people, it's like you tell the yeah. joke, and then it takes about a minute until they go, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, man. I feel like I went to too many, like, summer camps with other Jews where, like, the whole, like, sort of ashtray uh, type joke mm-hmm. came up a lot. Yeah, that's So, fine. yeah, I think I'm just used which to is, the, the, making expected, the connection. I expected you'd, 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 you'd enjoy it. <laughs> I've just heard one too many of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, thanks. <laughs> yeah. No worries. If people still feel comfortable seeing a vegan person, uh, you can come to Everglades. I Steve. don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you shared that with us. Mm-hmm. You said so. That's the old. That's the joke that tickles you more than all the other ones. I think it's so concise. <laughs> it's so concise. But no, but it is a good joke. Like you know, it's a good joke as well. <laughs> Where did you first hear that? <laughs> Camp. <laughs> I don't even know. I genuinely don't know. But it's the kind of humor, like I get, uh, that's the humor me and my friends have all the time. But moving to a different country, I learned that sharing that humor with other people is sometimes very, very contentious. Yeah. So, well, yes. So on thank certain you. Topics. So thank you for doing it for me publicly <laughs> on, on a record. podcast that on is going to stay on record forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, is, uh, that was a wise choice to bring that one. <laughs> Could have well, with I look forward to. <laughs> could have gone with, I could have just told you a really bad joke. Yeah, and just totally. go, That's my favorite yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. But it's the honesty. Like Maybe eventually your honesty will count for something. Mm, will I be alive to see it? Look, the thing is, when this podcast is like triple platinum or whatever that that is called, you know, people like top ten most controversial moments on playing favorites. Maybe you'll be on there. People go, oh, Vivas, and he's that guy. You got canceled. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or not? Um, Maybe like hey, he's that guy. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> The height of my career. No, so he's that guy from that famous thing. Yeah. Like, he was on that podcast? I'm so, so happy I came. <laughs> Thank you so much, I... for this extraordinary experience. Uh, great, I'll, I'll keep that in. Yeah, sure. Um, it has been a pleasure talking to you. It has been a pleasure talking to you as well. <laughs> and rehearsing. It wouldn't be amazing well. if I just went, it has been a pleasure talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good joke. <laughs> That's my new favorite. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Too late now. Uh, <laughs> do come see Aviv, or well done on having come and seen Aviv in, in Everglades Studio to everyone who came. And everyone who didn't come, I'm not speaking to you anymore. Uh, do the, you find it fun to say in, in Everglades Studio? Yeah, I just, I in, just in did have, find that funny. In, in, in Everglades. Everglades. Well, because we've been using studios. Yes. So we have actually been in the in. in we have been in, in Everglades Studio Studios. That's a true thing. Ooh, that's that's great. I know, isn't it? That's... Also, to everyone who keeps saying Everglades Studio or Everglades Studios, who says that? Wrong. Surprisingly, a lot of people. Crazy. <laughs> Loads of people. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Thank you. That was that, you know what? That was less harrowing than I was expecting. You've told me some harrowing jokes that disturbed me more than that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the camp kids. Mm. <laughs> have, 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 have oversaturated that for me but you know I'm sure well, plenty of people were plenty disturbed so I think you did your job don't yeah I think, I think I got some yeah. people at least excellent yeah well <laughs> thanks for coming in thank you and uh, everybody this has been Aviva Isaacson <laughs> I'm Nathaniel Ruben Bellard just playing favorites thanks for tuning in good night good night say second handed love I can't see it's good for some but not for me can't be mine